is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Oh, that God would send revival to this country. Our country needs healing today, ladies and gentlemen. Our country today is leprous. We're falling apart. We're rotting from the inside. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Luke. The Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, move down if you will to verse 11. Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Thy faith hath made thee whole. The Bible tells us there in verse 11 that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. This would be the last go-round, if you will, for the Lord Jesus Christ. When he would get to Jerusalem, he would be betrayed into the hands of sinful men by one of his very own, one whom he loved so dear, Judas. He would be betrayed. He would be convicted of crimes that he did not commit. He would be taken before Pilate. And then he would be carried to the cross and crucified. Jesus Christ would suffer one of the most painful, agonizing deaths that a human being could ever imagine in heaven could ever devise and he did it for you and I 
the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. It was not something that just happened to Christ. It was something that was planned before the very foundation of the world, Peter said. 1 Peter 1 and 20, the Bible says that he was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. The cross of Christ was the very reason that he came. You see, during the Lord's ministry, some three and a half years, the Lord touched many people physically, but the Lord loved everybody, and he could only touch so many people while he was here in the flesh. And the Lord wants to touch everyone, like I said, past, present, and future. And the only way he could do that was through the cross. And when the Lord allowed his hands to be nailed to Calvary, he touched every single human being, or at least the opportunity was made available for all of us to be saved today. But now you have to accept it. Some today say that Christianity and Jesus Christ in general is a symbol of white supremacy. And there are those in this country that want to do away with that image of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you something. Jesus was not a racist. He was Jewish, but Jesus was not a racist. Jesus loved everybody. All lives mattered to Jesus Christ. And he proved that love when he went to Samaria. The Bible says he went right into the midst of this area. Back in Israel's history, when Samaria was conquered by the Assyrians, the Assyrians came in and took most of the Jews into captivity but some few Jews were allowed to stay, and the Assyrians moved into the city, and over a period of time, interracial marriages took place between the Assyrians and those Jews who were left behind. And this mixture of the two races brought about this new group called the Samaritans. When the Jews came back from their captivity to rebuild the temple and the walls of Jerusalem, the Samaritans, they tried to hinder the work of God. They tried to stop the building of the temple, the building of the walls and so forth. And when that didn't work out, they went over here and they built their own temple in Mount Gerizim and said that this is the place where men ought to worship. And all of this back and forth down through the years between the Samaritans and the Jews, there was an intense hatred that had developed between these two groups. So much so that during the days of Jesus Christ, the Jews, they would travel as much as three days' journey out of the way 
to avoid these people in order to get to Galilee. But not Jesus Christ. The Bible says Jesus went right through the midst. It didn't matter about the past. It didn't matter about the racial discord. It didn't matter that the doctrine was a little bit different. Jesus Christ loved these people enough that he went right into the midst of it. The Bible says that he entered into a certain village. This was a small village. Matter of fact, it was so small the Bible doesn't even give it a name. Did it have a name? Maybe it did. But the Bible doesn't give us a name. If it did have a name, let me tell you, God knew their name. And let me tell you this morning, you may be listening to me right now. And to the government, you're just a number. Let me tell you, God knows your name. He knows your name. The Hubble telescope that went out many, many, many years ago went out into space, and they're finding all kinds of things out there. All of those stars, there's, there, there's billions and billions and quadrillions of of stars that are out there and the bible says he calls each one by name he knows them not only did he make those stars but he he named them and he knows them and this morning he knows your name glory to god he knows the very hairs on your head or the lack thereof he knows he knows you today and i don't know If the Lord knew who would accept him or not when he went into Samaria. But he went into this little village anyway. He had gone into some other little villages in Samaria and he was rejected. They did not receive him. And not knowing what would happen on this particular venture, Jesus went anyway. Jesus Christ died. And I feel like he knew that most, from that time on up until now, would reject him. But he died on that cross anyway. He died on that cross anyway because he knew that a little 12-year-old boy one day going to school, his band room teacher would call him into the office and talk to him and share Christ with him. And he would accept Jesus Christ as his Savior. And I stand before you today preaching God. The Lord died For so many, but there are so few that accept him. This little village, it would be the greatest moment in all of their history. The moment when God visited their little village. Oh, that God would visit America again.
Oh, that God would visit this country. Oh, that God would pour out His Spirit. Oh, that God would send revival to this country. Our country needs healing today, ladies and gentlemen. Our country today is leprous. We're falling apart. We're rotting from the inside. We need a visitation of God in our country today. The Bible says that as Jesus entered into this little village, there met him there ten men who were leprous. Leprosy. It was a gruesome, loathsome, flesh-eating disease. And God used it to portray to mankind the seriousness of sin. First of all, leprosy was inherited. So is sin. Dan, if you will, put it up on the screen, Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Secondly, leprosy begins internal, so does sin. Sin begins on the inside as you make decisions about certain things in your heart. Leprosy lies dormant for a long period of time, but yet it's growing on the inside and it invades every aspect of life and living. So does sin. It spreads, affecting the very vitals of the human being. Leprosy finally breaks through the skin as a small, white, scaly rash. Leviticus 13 and verse 2. It starts small. And sin starts small. A little bit. See, young man, you think you can take a hit off that marijuana and it won't affect you very much. But you're going to find yourself needing another hit and another hit and another hit. And then you're going to find that you need something a little bit stronger in order to attain to that high. You think you can drink one drink and everything will be okay. And I can drink and get by with it a little bit. No, you can't. Sin starts small. You think, well, I can just buy that lottery ticket and I can scratch it off one time and it'll be okay. No, it won't. You'll wind up, you'll keep right on, you'll get hooked on it until you lose everything that you have. That's the way sin works, ladies and gentlemen. It begins small. I think I can do it. It begins with a look at the opposite sex. And you find yourself... In a relationship that ought not to be, sir, you're going to wind up losing your wife and your children. After leprosy breaks through the skin, it quickly consumes the flesh. Once sin is it, it becomes easier and easier to commit sin. Ever since the start of this coronavirus, and it was advised that churches not gather 
church attendance has been down, and now that things are starting to open back up again, people have got out of the habit of going to church. You see, they say once you miss one Sunday, then it gets a little easier to miss the next Sunday. And then it's a little bit easier to miss the next Sunday. Let me tell you something this morning. I'm going to be a little strong here. But missing church is a sin. Well, Brother James, I've got to work. Well, I, I understand that. And I think the Lord understands that. But for a person to get up on Sunday morning and decide they're going to go to Walmart instead of going to God's house, you need to examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. Oh, let me go another step further. If you went out last night dressing in a costume celebrating Halloween, but you're not in church, you got a problem. Oh, let me go another step further. Christmas is right around the corner. If you put more money under that Christmas tree than you do the offering plate in that church you're going to, you are sinning. You got a problem, and you need to evaluate yourself. I ain't getting a whole lot of amens, but that's all right. It'll be fine. But sin, once it's committed, it becomes easier until your dignity is gone. Your hope is gone, your peace is gone, and everything you have is gone. It'll even take your life. Sin. Lepers, they were to live alone. They were to socially distance themselves from the rest of society. That's why the Bible says there in Luke 17 verse 12 that these Ten lepers, they stood afar off. Sin will leave you feeling lonely. Right now, we have 7.8 billion people on this planet. And we have more lonely people than we've ever had in the history of mankind. It's one thing to be lonely. It's another thing when you're lonely in a crowd. Am I, am I making any sense? And with the holidays right here upon us in the next few weeks, it's a very lonely time for many people. But I want you to notice something here. These ten lepers, they got together. Here we have, now think about this now, we've got nine Jews and one Samaritan. Under normal circumstances, this would not happen. The two groups would not come together. But the leprosy brought them together. Let me tell you what Paul said. Romans chapter 1 verse 32. He said, who knowing the judgment of God. He's talking about the lost world out here who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things. Now Paul gives a long list of sins and things that one could practice that are sin. He said, are worthy of death. Not only do they do the same, not only are they practicing sin, but they have pleasure in them that do them. 
Birds of a feather flock together. And here we have these ten men, nine Jews and one Samaritan. Under normal circumstances, they wouldn't be together, but this leprosy brings them together. But they saw Jesus. Glory to God. They saw Jesus because he took the time to go into this little village and they saw him. I wonder, there's a lot of people out here that are going around visiting different churches and they're looking for something. They're looking for a good church to go to. I wonder in their visitation of different churches, how many of them will truly find Jesus Christ? These ten lepers, they saw Jesus. See, when you come to church, when people come here and visit, if they come here to see me, we got a problem. If they come here because we've got a certain name over the door that says Original Free Will Baptist, we got a problem. Whatever church you go to, your number one priority is to go there to see the Lord Jesus Christ. And when people come here, that's what I want them to see. I want, my, my, my aim is to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And I have determined for you to see nothing else when you come to friendship but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is my determination to you today. Because nothing else is going to help you. Well, now, when they saw Jesus, somehow it registered in their minds who He was. They heard that He had performed many miracles. And the Bible says that these lepers cried out for mercy. Luke 17, verse 13. They lift up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. A question that came to me some time ago was this. Does God hear the prayers of the lost out there, the unsaved. Does God hear their prayers? Yes, He does. But He's under no obligation to answer their prayers. And let, let, let me give you an example. Let's say, for instance, Christopher over here. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Let's say Christopher comes up to me and he says, Preacher James... I want a bicycle. Well, I heard his request, but I'm under no obligation to answer his request because I'm not his father. Are you hearing me? See, a lot of the world, they go to God and they ask God for a bunch of things, but God is under no obligation to answer their prayer because he's not their father. There's one prayer that God will always answer from everybody, and that is, Lord, have mercy on me. Glory to God. Glory to God. For years I traveled. The road all wrong, my heart 
oh, had lost its joy and its song. But grace placed me right where I belong. When mercy rewrote my life, mercy rewrote my life, mercy rewrote my life, I could have fallen my soul cast way down but mercy rewrote my life glory to God glory to God I'm not finished with this message but if you're listening to me today if you'll cry out to him and say Lord have mercy on me His mercy can rewrite your life. He'll change your life today if you'll turn to Him. Come on back next week and we'll finish the message. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.